The recent resignation of Kentucky Education Commissioner Stephen Pruitt has put public school educators on edge. We're going to discuss why that is and what this shakeup might mean going forward. Stay with us. This is Inquire. For the Mr. Inquire, I'm Don Wilkins. And joining me this week are Mr. Inquire education reporter Bobby Hayes and Jim Waters, president and CEO of the Bluegrass Institute for Public Policy Solutions. But I will tell you this. There's nothing that I did that I did by myself. And uh, whether it was the accountability system, um, our plans for the future, our focus on equity, it was always all these folks that are here and that have, have been a part of this. And, you know, I probably should have come up here with a list of names. I'm not about to try because I know the last time I did that and got in a lot of trouble. But um, it's been a team effort. And that's, that's what drew me to Kentucky to start with, was it was always about us and not about individuals. So how do I feel? Like a part of the team. That was Stephen Pruitt on April 17th addressing his resignation. Now Bobby Hayes is with me who reported on Pruitt's resignation. And Bobby, in your story, uh, Pruitt's departure was referred to as more of an ousting. So why was it called an ousting and what led to it? Dr. Stephen Pruitt's resignation, as we'll call it with air quotes, uh, came after Governor Matt Bevan essentially remade the Kentucky Board of Education, which has the authority to hire and fire commissioners of education. So last Monday, when Bevan appointed seven new members to the 12-member board, uh, one of them was someone who contributed or drafted the charter schools bill, which I think was approved last fall. Pruitt was into his third year of, I think, a, a four-year contract as the commissioner of education. And uh, while the governor and members of the state board of education were saying that his performance hasn't been up to par, um, from what I can tell, educators across the Commonwealth have been satisfied with Dr. Pruitt and his work so far. Now, Bobby, how was this news received by area educators? Um, I talked with administrators from this area and surrounding counties who say that they were always happy uh, because Dr. Pruitt took the time to visit with them, um, talk with students, teachers, um, and there were even reports that he gave out his personal cell number and said that he expected to receive calls about what's going on and what needs to be done in Kentucky schools. So for a lot of people, a lot of local educators, I think this came out of left field because of how well-liked and qualified they considered Dr. Pruitt to be. Let me read you a quote from Davis County Superintendent Matt Robbins. He said, there were seven new members sworn in as new Kentucky school board members, and on the same day they are sworn in, they also dismissed the top educator in the state. It would be hard for me to understand how they could have so much information and knowledge by which to take such action. Along with those board members, Wayne Lewis was appointed by Governor Matt Bevan as Interim Education Commissioner, and that speaks to Superintendent Robbins's point. I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I think I, just like you guys, know that um, my name had been part of the rumor mill um, in terms of if, if the board would take action um, and decide um, to move forward with a new commissioner or an interim commissioner, that, that my name would be part of that conversation. Um, whether or not that would happen, whether or not um, the board would ask me to serve in that capacity, um, I had absolutely no idea what that decision would be, um, just as everyone else waiting for the board to, to deliberate. So now, Bobby, why was Lewis's appointment not taken so well? 
Well, I think people see this as Bevan orchestrating an agenda, which I think is safe to say would be charter schools. It's, it's no secret that I have been a proponent um, of high quality charter schools as a solution um, that should be a, as a part of our toolbox um, for, for improving um, the performance of kids um, and for providing parents and, and families, kids in Kentucky with additional options. Um, the General Assembly uh, created charter schools in Kentucky during the 2017 legislative session. Uh, they decided during the 2018 session not to pass a permanent funding mechanism um, into statute. Um, what the options are going forward in terms of whether or not charter schools um, can be created in Kentucky is a, is a subject for conversation. Um, it's a conversation that I intend to have with the department, I intend to have um, with the board. Um, that there is nothing in statute that prohibits the creation of charter schools. And so I, I expect to have a rich conversation and get some good heads around the table and, and figure out what that looks like. Uh, a lot of educators feel that charter schools will take funds away from public education. Dr. Nick Brake, Owensboro Public Schools superintendent, put it this way, essentially supporting charter schools will be support for maybe 5% of a student population because probably it'll be more like 95% of Kentucky students will attend publicly funded schools. And with charter schools comes the risk that funds will be taken away from public school districts where they are needed. And just as Mr. Robbins uh, was talking to me about, in, as you illustrated in that quote, it seems a little fishy that the state board can make such a monumental decision on such quick notice. Done. Hey Jim, how you doing? <coughs> I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Okay. I think this is a unique opportunity that we have with Dr. Lewis. He not only is an ambitious advocate for charter schools, but he has worked in Louisiana and other states, particularly in New Orleans, where uh, which has probably the the largest percentage of public school students in charter schools of any district in the United States. And that was Jim Waters, president and CEO of the Bluegrass Institute for Public Policy Solutions, talking about Pruitt's resignation. And I would also like to point out that Jim also writes a weekly column here at the Mr. Inquirer. Uh, he ha so he has had a unique experience with, with that on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and also, I believe his background includes teaching special needs children, which uh, brings another aspect to uh, our concerns about uh, what the expectations are for special needs kids and how uh, both traditional and charter public schools can can meet those needs. And so I think with Dr. Lewis, we're going to have uh, someone who um, who will put the needs not only of children but, but of the most at-risk children in Kentucky uh, as a high priority. And this is no reflection at all of Mr. Pruitt. I think he also had great concerns about that. But I think Dr. Lewis's experience uh, being in New Orleans and teaching in that school system where after Hurricane Katrina back in 2005, uh, basically the city rebuilt its school system based largely on an, uh, a charter school model. Most of the kids in New Orleans go to a charter school. And when you look at the performance of low-income minority kids, 
before and after that happened, it's truly an amazing story about how the charter schools in that area have stepped up to the plate and really helped close the gap between black and white students. And that's something Dr. Lewis understands how to do and how serious that is in Kentucky and in some of our school districts here. Now, you can imagine, Jim, that local superintendents are on edge about Wayne Lewis's interim appointment. Uh, Do you think they should be on edge? And if so, why? I want to say this in the right way, but I think it's time for the leaders of our school districts to be on edge. If this is, you know, when I look here at the fact that only 9% of our black students in Kentucky reached proficiency in math in 2017, and that was even lower than in 2015 when it was 12%, and then fewer than one in three white students were proficient in eighth grade math, and the fact that the gap between black and white students was 23 points on the latest NAEP uh, results. Why shouldn't they be on edge? Uh, Our education system is about the kids. And I am really, my tolerance, I'm reaching my tolerance level for, uh, for educators and bureaucrats and union bosses who go to Frankfurt and yell and scream at politicians uh, and close down school for a couple of days. And it's all about the adult, all about their pension, about their future, about their security, about how they feel about this. Um, I'll tell you who's on edge. Um, I don't know if the superintendents are going to be on edge, but I know a lot of single moms uh, in, in a lot of school districts in Kentucky who are on edge because they know their children are not in the kind of schools that are going to prepare them well for the future. Does that mean we don't have great schools? Of course not. Does that mean that we don't have great teachers and administrators? No, of course not. Uh, We were just in Louisville the other day advocating to untie the hands of the superintendent there so that he can place the best teachers in the lowest performing schools, which he cannot do right now because of a union contract. Now, granted, not all school districts have that issue, uh, but but there's this sense that um, there's this sense that uh, by superintendents, I, I think, frankly, I've been disappointed by the way that the superintendents have responded to uh, some of the issues that have gone on recently. Uh, they ought to be holding those teachers accountable, and some of them are, uh, but they ought to be the ones uh, they ought to be leading here. And instead, I've seen them following in too many cases. So, no, I'm not very I'm not very happy about that, and, and but, but it doesn't really matter whether I'm happy about it or not. Let's ask the, the parents of, of too many of our at-risk, low-income minority and special needs kids who are not getting the education they need to be prepared for the future. They're the ones I meet who are really on edge. All right, so Jim, one of your most recent columns addressed Pruitt's resignation. Uh, what were your thoughts when you heard uh, Pruitt was out, and were you surprised by it? Stephen Pruitt was um, one of the best people and, and one of the nicest people you could ever meet, and certainly he had a vision for bringing improvement to Kentucky's education system. Um, he was hired, of course, really under a former board, which had been largely appointed by 
the former governor, Steve Bashir. And we did have some issues with some of the things, though, that, that uh, Mr. Pruitt uh, promoted, like uh, some of the problems with the, with the science standards and the fact that uh, that physics and some of the higher-level math courses were not included in, in the proposed standards. And so if they're not in there, uh, they're, they're not going to, uh, kids are not going to be receiving access to those courses and tested. So we had some issues with that. But, but having said that, um, the problems in our education system cannot be laid at the feet of Stephen Pruitt or any one individual. We have system issues that need to be addressed. The, the achievement gap that we have in Kentucky is not, is not any one person's fault, for lack of a better word. But really, it's it, but there has to be a change in the culture and the urgency. And uh, Mr. Pruitt had ideas. He was trying. He had some ambitious ideas about how to address the gaps. And he was trying to get some approval from Washington, I think, on some of those ideas. And we just need somebody that can come in and actually get the job done and will have that urgency that we haven't really seen from the State Board of Education. I think we had some real issues with the State Board as well that uh, they w- they were not providing the uh, leadership and perhaps as much accountability for some of these issues as we would like to see. So this new board has um, is doing that. And but you know I have nothing but uh, good things to say about you know the way Mr. Prude approached his work. He was very dedicated. Uh, he was ambitious. Uh, he uh, he was well liked. And um, you know as far as those things go, there's just no question about that. But Sometimes, you know, it's, uh, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, when the team doesn't play well, it's the manager or the coach that that, uh, there has to be a change somewhere. And I do think we needed a change, whether that was a new education commissioner, a new board, we got both of those. And that's, and the board obviously wanted to have their person in there that they, that they um, decided on. And I want to say I hope Mr. Pruitt, I wish him nothing but the best. I think he's a very bright, intelligent, and dedicated person. I think he'll, I think he'll land on his feet pretty well, and I hope, I hope that he does. And that will wrap up our show for this week. I want to thank education reporter Bobby Hayes and Jim Waters for joining me. To send us questions or to provide feedback, email us at newscast at messenger-inquire.com. And remember, you can find us on the Messenger Inquirer's website, it's mobile app and iTunes where you can subscribe to Inquire. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquire.